One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pundit is the football trivia game, ideal for the football head in your life. Every sale of Pundit using the code LIONS at checkout earns you a 10% discount plus a donation for the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy or visit at Pundit Games on Twitter. You're listening to Achtung Moorwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Dear listeners, welcome to Friday night lights in South Bermondsey. The moon shines bright above the docker stand opposite me. It's the visit of Norwich City to the den tonight. Um, another, a tough test, in my opinion. I'm just sitting in the semi empty den at the moment. It's a sellout. Another sellout. Can you believe that? Um, announced earlier on this afternoon, all tickets sold. I think there's probably a better way to put it. The Boxing Day match against QPR was an official sellout, but there are plenty of blue seats dotted around the den. Whether that'll be the same tonight, I don't know. That was a good win versus QPR a couple of days ago, but we're back very, very quickly to the uh, the home of football here at uh, Zampa Road. Your team news tonight, the listeners. Uh, Sean Hutchinson comes into the side. Apparently, Wes Harding has a bit of a knock and sits um, sits this one out. Actually, he's not even on the bench. So, uh, Lions lineup: going to be Sarkic in goal. Going to be a back line of uh, Hutchinson, Cooper in the centre, Murray Wallace on the left. I'm going to guess Ryan Leonard on the right. Was that a 4-4-2? I don't know what formation these days, listeners. George Savile and George Honeyman in the two midfielders. Then in front of them, I'm going to go with a three this time around. We're going to have uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey, Zian Fleming, and Ida Moe Marku. Looks like it's going to be Tom Bradshaw up front. Whether that's a two, four, 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 two, three, four, one, I don't know. You take your pick. Sitting on the bench tonight, Bart Bielkowski, Danny Mack, Kevin Nisbet on the bench, Billy Mitch, Ryan Longman, Alan Campbell, forgotten man. Been talked that he's not uh, featured and didn't feature at all in the squad on Boxing Day, but there he is, sat on the bench. Joe Bryan, who's been classy every time he starts, he may still be in recovery. Duncan Watmore, I'd really like the look of, but maybe he's getting a bit of a rest tonight. And Remain Essay. So there's your, your Lions lineup, such as I can fathom it out. Yeah, Friday night football. It comes at you thick and fast. We're going to be back in action again on, the, on New Year's Day, which is Monday. So this is a big test, in my opinion. I thought, um, obviously, first test was passed with that victory after uh, a scruffy game, but we prevailed over a, a poor QPR side at home here just a couple of days ago. This is going to be a tougher test. Mid, middle table placed Norwich City. Uh, we'll see how we perform against the higher place side. I mean, we got stuffed, absolutely slaughtered, didn't we? at uh, Carrow Road but that was more about our lack of application and, and it was almost a no-show from the Millwall side back in August really did mark the beginning of the end for Gary Rowett and his, and his era um, famously of course that's where we had Millwall fans joining in with Norwich City fans to sing Harry's football was shit which um, I think probably was the, uh, the moment of truth for all concerned so uh, that was the beginning of the end for Gary Rowett since then we've had the Arrival of Joe Edwards with his initial talk of uh, Bermondsey Barcelona style, front foot football and all of that. That's been replaced by more realistic talk in the local press of uh, doing the hard work stuff first and foremost, defending well, and then looking to take your chances when they come, which is more realistic in its approach. So um, there we are. It's about half an hour before kick-off at the moment, and I'll be back when the two teams are coming out onto the pitch. So uh, until then, bye for now. Well, dear listeners, it's another sellout, only with empty seats. I think probably it's more... We need another word for a sellout. All seats have been sold. That might be 
some uh, better way to, to describe it. Um, but nevertheless, I've never known so many occasions upon which every seat has been sold in my Millwall going career. Here come the two teams, as you will have gathered. Um, group on stand is filling up nicely. Norwich City in their familiar yellow and green. Millwall, naturally. What else? In dark blue shirts and white shorts. It's um, a windy night. The flags are fluttering stiffly in the breeze opposite on the docker stand. The moon was out brightly. It's a clear night, so it might get a little bit cooler. It's not too bad at the moment. This is a big test for Millwall, dear listeners. I think if we can get a win tonight, so we can get a result, which is going to be a big ask. Norwich are sitting in 12th place in the table. Three, two points off of the playoffs. A big condensed pack going up to the playoffs. Um, Millwall obviously in 20th. Now have a six-point cushion to QPR in third relegation spot after that fine win on Boxing Day. So, big test tonight. A, a win will be wonderful, Wonderland. A draw will probably be, will do me. I mean, I'd expect that, to be honest, if I'm going to be... Um, we can talk, can't we, you and me, listeners? We can be realistic. I think a draw will be a good result. A loss will slightly get us stumbling on the path of recovery. Almost like... Um, you know, you've been to your Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, but you've gone back in the pub straight afterwards, that kind of feeling. So, big test tonight, dear listeners. We're on a three games unbeaten run, dear listeners, so we want to preserve that, won't we? Can't remember last time we had that. Long while ago. Norwich City, as I said earlier on, was, of course, the game where Gary Rowett met his, um, his final days began, the last days, like... Um, like Adolf Hitler in his bunker, even when the, uh, the uh, Steiner's army didn't exist. It was a bit like that. You know the reference I'm talking about. Bill to uh, kick at the away end in the first half, as per the teachings of the Venerable Bede, writing in Jarrow Monastery in 9th century. Anglo-Saxon England, but he was looking at his Anglo-Saxon chronicles. He said, Millwall shall attack the away end in ye first half. Unusual thing to write, given that we didn't exist, but he wrote it. Is Ian Fleming to kick us off? Away we go, dear listeners. Thankfully, a few empty seats around me. I, I mean, I, I, I am no economist, listeners. I make no bones about it. I, I have a basic knowledge of profit and loss. Some, you know, knowledge of the uh, ins and outs of running a business. I do understand that selling seats is an income boost here in the group on stand. But I do get cold blow lane resentful over our seats being taken by outsiders. That's the cold blow lane in me. Overcoming my intelligent persona, the early breakers, is Norwich come down the centre whilst I waffle. This is uh, the three on the right-hand side. We're just in barely a minute into the game. But flashing around, there's a shot on target picked up. No power, thankfully, by Sarkic. Yeah, so I do understand the need to, to put bums on seats, listen, so I'm, no, I'm not a fool. Not entirely a fool, anyway. But it's difficult not to um, yearn for the old days. And I'm fight. these are the internal battles that I fight constantly with myself. Huge pump forward from Sarkis. Bit of a return to basics, according to the um, articles on News at Den and Southwark News. Joe Edwards speaking to the uh, Southwark News. There's a break here. There's Norwich shot from distance. That's well wide left. The player was in a load of space there. We're going to have to pick them up. They're, uh, they've made a monkey of us back up at Norwich up in August, which was partly um, self-inflicted, of course, but uh, they're a decent side, even though their mid-table position might be lying at. Um, yeah, speaking to the South London press, Joe Edwards said the basics, the basics are what we want to be about before we talk about it playing any football. So uh, they need to be there, the basics. So forget all that ticky-tack stuff that you arrived with. This is about good old-fashioned cold blow lane values, dear listeners. That's how I'm taking it anyway. So we're not afraid of a pump forwards anymore. Yeah, the lead singer of Green Day, uh, who I understand are a beat combo, somewhat popular with the kids, listeners. Billy Joe Armstrong name-checked us in an interview with The Guardian, naming us as a kind of um, a, a centre, a font of British culture, as he put it. Um, which is fabulous publicity for the club, fabulous. Um, he said, get yourself down the den and see raw British culture, or words to that effect. Um, you can't buy that kind of publicity, listeners. That's a beautiful uh, run by Mark on the right-hand side. It's a long cross towards Murray Rice at the far post. Back into the box, the goalkeeper takes 
from the uh, attention to Tom Bradshaw. Really nice run down the right side by Ida Marimarku. Dear listeners, we are about four minutes, going towards five minutes into the game. I don't know a huge amount of Green Day music, um, kids out there. Um, American Idiot, I, I, that's one track, but any, after that, I'm, I'd struggle to hold a conversation with you. But, you know, apparently they're a popular beat combo on MTV. Does that still exist, MTV? Along with Dire Straits and Don Henley. In six, maybe seven minutes. I'm going by my watch. That's why it might sound a little um, inaccurate to your ears, dear listeners. Apologies. Since they rejigged the um, scoreboard screen, I can't see the time. So I've got to go by my watch. First world problems, but there we are. So the 31 and the 17 standing over the ball. It's fairly central. I may have a shot. Need to be a good one from this distance. It is. It was a good one. Wide left, just. I think Sarkic had a hand near it, but it went wide left. It was a decent strike, though. Ball out wide from uh, Honeyman for Omar Kuba. That's going to run through to the uh, salmon pink clad goalkeeper. Salmon pink. Some of the colours they put goalkeepers in these days are um, would shock London society in the 1890s. Put it that way, listeners. They might even get a, a trial at the Old Bailey for... Um, you know, accusations of uh, immorality. Thankfully, our goalkeeper's wearing a very masculine shade of sky blue. Ten minutes in, dear listeners. It's been um, a bright, if uh, in the effective start. Neither side having a chance so far, but Norwich look like they want to play football, and um, we've not looked too bad either. Probably a, a tad more direct than we have uh, might have expected in the initial phases of the Joe Edwards era, but this is now Brook Norton Cuffey on the right side. He's got Idamo overlapping him, that's gone for a corner, right-sided corner. Nice move. And it comes, and it comes. It's fist pump, fisted away, he misses. That's going to go for a goal kick. Norwich playing the ball out from the back. In the modern style. Just going to go quiet for a moment whilst I admire the beautiful football. Oh, look at that. Backwards and forwards in their own half. There's a good few plastic seats visible around the den, listeners. I mean, it's a pretty good crowd, don't, don't get me wrong, but um, I think we're going to have to start distinguishing between the word sellout, i.e. all tickets sold, and the number of clicks on the turnstiles as people actually do come into the den because there's a, a clear gap between the two. I'm towards the 15th minute. It's an open game so far, the listeners, nil-nil. Jameson, Ginger and Lime. Oh, I fancy that. Advertising on the... Uh, the illuminated holding. Really fancy one of them. Enjoy it with a crack. I will. I, I think I might do later when I get indoors. This is Norwich going down the left side. Cut into the penalty area. Dangerous situation. Edge of the penalty area. Get a block shot. That's a shot high over the bar from the 23. To the derision of the cold blow. There was a moment of danger there as they came down the left side. But thankfully we've dodged it. Just bombed past 15 minutes, dear listeners. Norwich doing a lot of holding the ball on the back line. Looking for spaces. Mill holding their shape. Not giving them their spaces. Here they come now on the right side. This is the three and the 15. A lot of short passing, battles and forwards. Back to the halfway line. It is the modern style, dear listener. Ball over the top, trying to find space. This is the 31. It's on the right side of the penalty area. There's a little moment of danger. I think Murray will bring around more blue shirts than he was able to find yellow there. There's a chance for Millwall to break those. There's Ida Marco on the right side. We're coming towards 18 minutes. No one with him. Brooke Norton Cuffey overlaps across the ball. It's 1-0. Millwall! Tom Bradshaw! Ball across on the right side by Brooke Norton Cuffey. St stabbed in by Tom Bradshaw at the far post. 1-0 Millwall! Nice move. Nice move out of defence. Good break, fast break. Front foot football. By the time this uh, footage goes out, you'll have seen it on your YouTube. But do take a moment to admire the break. That's a wonderful break by Idamo. Crossing from uh, Brook Norton Cuffey, then touched in at the far post by Tom Bradshaw. Nice stuff, Millwall. That's got the crowd to life. 
Ball down the middle for the Norwich forward on the D. Will dispossess him somehow. A little hint of... Uh, they were looking for a penalty there. Not going to get it, but they are back in possession. This is Zian. Free kick for uh, against Honeyman there. So that's a Millwall free kick. Good chance to break play up. Just take a moment. Look, Norton Cuffey fighting for the ball. This is Eidemann. Lovely take and turn. Did you hear the whoosh of the crowd there? That was a thing of beauty. This is now Zian Fleming in middle. He's got uh, Murray overlapping on the left. Zian stops, taking the sting out of it slightly. There's a moment I thought the ball might have gone to Murray, but he didn't, didn't like it. We keep possession on the left, though. There's a lorry, um, rubbish lorry, just departing the incinerator over the back of the cold blow lane in um, with all of its lights flashing. So they must be um, working day, I suppose, so they're operating. But um, I'm always reminded of the final scenes of Soylent Green, a 19, early 70s shocker where um, dead bodies have been turned into um, protein food for a burgeoning world population. And every time I see the uh, cell chip in operation, it reminds me of the final scenes of that dystopian science fiction movie, Soylent Green. These are the things that go through my head. I'm sorry, listeners, I have to share them with you. It's my therapy, this podcast. There's a long throw into the box, the mill box. That was a danger. Ball bouncing across our six-yard box. It's false to the 31 on the right side. Murray stands his ground. I think it's going to be a throw. We're approaching 28, 29 minutes. It's been an excellent start for Millwall. Wouldn't have, you know, be on my wildest dreams that would be leading at this point. And looking pretty good on it as well. So, um, yeah, good start. Norwich are playing this um, possession football. So far, so far they've not carved out a chance. So, um, all good. Norris struggling to get across it at the moment. This is a 17. That's into Savile Millwall. will clear it. Whether we can retain possession for that clearance is another matter as they pick it up on the halfway line. Some really strong defending so far from Millwall, but we're just not um, retaining possession further forwards. Be my criticism at the moment. We're coming towards 38, 39 minutes. Mill very much in this game, obviously leading. But Norwich are pressing us. That's a huge pass forwards for um, rightwards, actually. It's for Ronald, who finds Brooke Norton Cuffey now coming down the right wing. The uh, defender's trying to bundle him over. He stayed on his feet somehow. He's still got the ball at his feet. How does he do that? I don't know. He reminds me so much of Paul Eiffel. An ability to um, stay on his feet under pressure. And before Paul Eiffel, Trevor Lee, back in the 70s, he also had an ability to somehow stumble through challenges and finish up with the ball at his feet without quite knowing how he did it and Brooke has a touch of the Trevor Lee about him all you older listeners out there I think they're quite a few older listeners this is Mill now working to, just about to say working space well on the right side just as I said that the commentators curse Honeyman misplaced the pass and Norwich bring away in about 44 minutes I'd say maybe a minute or two added at the end of this half been a pretty good half so far for Millwall, in fairness. Leading by that fine finish from Tom Bradshaw. We've contained Norwich well, really. I think that's probably the review of the half from my point of view. I'd say that we've moments where we've got forwards looking dangerous. We've not really created any other chances other than the, the goal-scoring one. There's a ball forwards. This is now Brook on the right side. He floats it back into the middle. It falls to Zian Fleming. Oh, great save by the uh, 28 goalkeeper. Puts, should have done better there to Zian Fleming. That was a fine chance. Three on the ball. Batted around by the goalkeeper. He really should have done better there, I think, Zian Fleming. There's half time. Good half, Millwall, really. Leading. Should have been, um, would have been better still if we'd have got that late chance from Zian Fleming. The Lions lead it by a Tom Bradshaw's goal. Overall, a half of containment of Norwich. We're doing very well. So, um, good to see. Half-time, Mill 1, Norwich City, nil. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. We're just waiting for the entry of the lines for the second half, dear listeners. Norwich already out there. Here they come now, Millwall. Um, pretty good half. I mean, leading 1-0, possibly. You talk about how um, whether that was a good save or a poor shot by Fleming at the half. It was on target, so all he's got to do. But I'd probably go with good save, thinking about it, in the um, reflection of the moment. Um, but this is a big opportunity for Millwall. Can we press ahead against the mid-table side and pull off a good home win and give us a really powerful tonic as uh, 2023 closes. It's not been a great year, vintage-wise, from Millwall, Millwall Wine, but this would be a good finish and um, possible start of a green shoot of recovery, uh, to borrow Doug in Sweden's words. Away we go, the green shoots of recovery. I like that phrase. Norwich are straight away onto the attack and hoofed clear by Millwall. So, yeah, the final game of 2023 so we're going to take this chance to wish you all a happy new year that's Sunday isn't it Uh, New Year's Eve Sunday 2023 hasn't been a brilliant year in Mill history I think that's probably consensus around the den we were really well placed though going into April when you look at the results uh, probably the high point of the end of last season being that 3-2 win at home uh, against Sheffield United Probably the high point of the recent Gary Rowett period. I think he called it Millwall chaos. Um, after that, though, the, the tailing off towards the end of last season, including, of course, the utterly shocking display to go from 3-1 up against Blackburn to losing 4-3 with the chance of Premier League playoff football on the table. To Really to relinquish that. I mean, that was relinquished over many games. I think we've got two victories from our, our final nine, ten games something like that at the end of last season so really the rot set in the, the Rowett regime much much earlier really um, for whatever reason I, 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 it remains beyond me um, carried on into this season the game at Norwich we've mentioned already 3-1 loss where we really looked appalling and then the uh, crowd banter which probably finished Gary Rowett's time off the arrival of Joe Edwards has promised a new, uh, a new way of playing been a scruffy season so far but so far on the back of the recent performances we're starting to see something um, so yeah very very tentative green shoots so far dear listeners but personally I won't be unhappy to see the back of 2023 from a football perspective great ball by Zian Fleming for Idamo to run onto on the right side he's had to go a touch right that he might have wanted he's got Brooke Norton Cuffey flying in that's got Tom Bradshaw, oh, just scuffed wide right. Howls for a penalty from Brooke Norton Cuffey's shot. I don't think it was. I think it was slammed into his chest. I don't think you're going to get that in this modern world. But that uh, was the first time take by Bradshaw and just didn't quite catch it right. He's gone right. Big chance, Millwall. Another chance. Another ball right. Was they're finding space now for Idamo on the right side. Player clattered in the middle. Idamo still got the ball. Ball's blasted at the near post. 
Goalkeeper bats it round. The man through in the middle, but he went for it. The boy is brimming with confidence. I didn't see a player went down flying in the middle. I don't think that was Ryan Leonard surging forwards. Crowds roared in anger at that. The referee's been spoken to by, um, by, by Murray Wallace, I think. It's a right-sided corner. Well, that's 57 going towards 58 minutes. In it comes. It's a deep one. Taken away from the head of Jake Cooper. This is uh, Norton Cuff. He shoot the crowd. He had no chance. What's the referee blown up for there? Goalkeeper gone down for something. Defender's gone down for something. Crowd in, incensed. I didn't see what happened there, listeners. I'm not sure anyone did. He's up now. He's all right. The referee's losing control of this game. He don't know what he's doing out there, listeners. be a drop ball George Honeyman some of our uh, new fans are loving that song about the uh, tractor song drop ball this is Honeyman it's underway this is Leonard this gives Norwich obviously a chance to rebuild their structure and shape nice ball wide by Jake Cooper there's Millwall starting to make Norwich run round after the ball nice stuff Millwall this is Wallace on the left. This is uh, Zian just inside him. Ball floats across. There's Brooke Norton Cuffey. Free header. No power. Big chance. Let's hope they don't come back to Holmes, this listeners. 56 minutes. That was a huge chance for Brooke Norton Cuffey. I don't think he's used to um, heading the ball particularly. Put no power on that at all. It's been a long while since we've had a good, exciting Friday night or night match. Generally been damp squibs for a long while. This is a good one so far, though. I'm hoping we all don't rue those missed chances, though. Norwich will feel, if they're realistic, they should be a couple behind. They're not. They're only one goal behind, so they're still very much in this. Norwich now on the break. It's the Alamo in there, listeners. There's challenges going in left, right and centre. It's a full-on game, proper game. Good stuff. Bradshaw urging the crowd on, which is good stuff. There's 25 now, ball in from the left. That should be Sarkic takes. Nice. Always a little bit of fisticuffs. A little bit of fisticuffs. The crowd are surging forwards. What's going on there? Jake Cooper's gone down. I did not see that at all. One well, of the players all over Jake Cooper there. Crowd won the boy off. I didn't see what happened there. Jake Cooper's on the floor. I've been bashed on the back of the head or something. I said frustration was creeping into the Norwich game. Now there's Norwich players looking to... Oh, Nunnyman's in there. They put Norwich players pushing each other about. It's uh, drama at the den, dear listeners. This is what we want. This is the uh, 10. Ooh, yellow card. Crowd not happy with that, I can tell you. All I could see was a scuffle of bodies in there. Number 10 gets a yellow card. The referee, I think, bottled it there. And the size of Jake, the, the tennis game, I'll give him that much. Savile's having a word now. And so's Honeyman. There's Jake having a go. It's, it's a, the crowd are loving it. This is what they want. A bit more pushing, a bit more uh, words in the middle. Yellow card for Jake. The referee's losing the plot, I think. Honeyman's going to be... Um, Everything in the car park, the way he's going on out there. He's still having a go at that, uh, that 10. Hutchinson's talking to the referee. Jake on a yellow card, the listeners. On about 62 minutes. I'll tell you what, Honeyman's a bloke you'd want on your side on a row. He goes flying in. He was a tiny little bloke, but you don't care who he goes in against. I'll tell you that much, listeners. A couple of substitutions going on, listeners. I shan't dwell upon who's come in and who's come out at all. Norwich. Slags, we don't care. Yeah, the 10's come out for the 11. Gets him out of trouble, I suppose. I think he was losing the plot. Best drama we've seen down here since the uh, that, that Sheffield United game I was talking about earlier on. Back in uh, February. Proper dren den drama. It, it, it's been a really, really full-blooded game. Um, it's been such a long while since we felt this blood pumping for our veins here at the den.
Um, it's really, really wonderful to see it. It's so reminiscent. It's like um, remembering who you are. If Joe Edwards produces this kind of performance each week, each fortnight rather, then uh, yeah, you're gonna. Let's, let's call it a sellout. Fuck it. Let's call it a sellout. I don't care how many blue seats are. This is enjoyable stuff. There's a Norwich on the attack here. That's hoof clear by George Savile. I think that's going to go for a throw in on the right side. No, this is. But no, good performance so far. Whatever the result, finish, uh, how it finishes. Halfway through the second half now. I'd say this is a, a proper Millwall performance tonight, listeners. Anyway, long throw for Norwich whilst I wax lyrical. We're on about 67 minutes. 15 with a long throw. He's had a decent long throw, actually. That's bouncing around. It's scuffed clear. Tom Bradshaw will run after that, but it's going to come to back to a yellow shirt. They're back on the attack. There's a ball in to the middle. There's Sarkic takes it with a plum. Dear listeners, nicely done, Sarkic. I'm starting to stare at my watch every few minutes. It's that we're at that kind of phase of the game now. We've still only got a slender one goal lead. We've done really, really well. We've had a couple of great chances to um, improve on that lead. That would have made me a lot more comfortable. But um, as it is, a slender one goal lead. Hoof cleared by Jules Savile. Only as far as the edge of the penalty. This is back to another yellow shirt, unfortunately. So we're still under the cosh. Great, great run and tackled Ryan Leonard. Listen to the applause for that. Killing off some danger as a loose ball for a moment on the edge of the D. He made a run and a tackle and got it cleared. The crowd loved it. Real committed performance. Murray Wallace putting the work in over there. He's been criticised this season. And we all know his limitations, but tonight he stood up tall. Putting a lot of effort in on that left side. Physically strong on the ball there. Like, and the referee gives a free kick there. Nice. Good work, Murray Wallace. Free kick. Nice little take and a little dribble by Murray Wallace. He's a man possessed tonight, dear listeners. Possessed by the, the spirit of the Cutty Sark. The, uh, the wispy kind of spirit that haunts the Scottish lowlands in the wind. It's got inside Murray tonight. It's a good performance, Murray Wallace. 18 minutes. It's nicely done by Kevin Nisbet. He saved a kind of a wild ball. And brings Millwall into the attack now. This is Joel Savage. Got Ryan Longman on his right side. What can he do? Can he get across in? He's taken his man on. Drifts in. Shot on goal. Oh, he's batted away by the goalkeeper. That was on target. Nice little shot in from the right side of the penalty area. Nice work, Ryan Longman, dear listeners. This is Jake Cooper. Mill on the uh, left with the Norwich penalty area. Ball fired across. This is Ryan Longman. He loses out there. That's, that's good. Jules Savile takes his man. It's a yellow card. That's the second yellow, isn't it? So he's off. He clipped his man. It was a yellow card, listeners. Mill down to 10 men for the last few minutes of this game then that's the first red card I can remember seeing from a mill player for a long while six minutes danger zone for Mill isn't it the 90 plus zone number of goals we've conceded this season long ball forwards from Norwich one last go for Norwich beautiful oh free kick for Norwich Longman I thought got the ball there listeners going to be a danger for it. This will be last chance saloon for Norwich City. There we go. Last chance saloon. 26 takes it. Oh, it's gone wide. I thought it floated in for a minute, listeners. My heart took a flutter. I don't mind telling you. This must be. We're well into the last few seconds of the game now, listeners. Magnificent night at the Den. Under the lights, best midweek game I can remember in a long, 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 long time. Wonderful performance, real Millwall steel. It's so wonderful to see it back again. The crowd have responded. Huge, huge tonic for Joe Edwards. There Millwall one, Norwich City nil. Wonderful, magnificent performance, dear listeners. Man of the match, I'll take your pick, half a dozen players out. I'm going to go with George Honeyman, but honestly, that was a wonderful, wonderful team effort. The uh, goal from Tom Bradshaw settled in the first half. I'm going to guess uh, Joe Edwards will be both uh, well pleased, well, well pleased 
with that performance. And also we'll probably have a word or two about missed chances because that could have been settled a lot earlier. As it is, it's time for Mr. Brian Fennell's personal, personal copy of Status Quo's greatest hits to come on. listeners a magnificent night at the den the kind of night you've forgotten about so long has it been since we felt it is wonderful wonderful to feel it back again i really enjoyed that that, that performance um we'll be back after these messages Achtung, Huge welcome on the show in the aftermath, the unfamiliar afterglow of a victory morning celebration. It's all celebratory mood. It's show regular, Mr. Ben Anthony. How are you doing, Ben? Hello, Nick. Yeah, I'm good. Much better for uh, the result yesterday and that performance yesterday. What a performance. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. I've been enjoying social media all morning. It feels like a, a real vintage Millwall performance. Back to the old school is what I've written on my notes here. It's a, it's a it feels like um, we're the best performers I've seen in a long, long time by a Millwall side. And I include probably that Sheffield United win last season. I think this one feels a bit more momentous to me. How did you see it? Yeah, it, it absolutely massive. Um, it felt like a, a sort of dark cloud has lifted from mm. from over the den. Um, and the, the the fans could feel it and the players seemed to feel it and they there was just sort of a more fight about us. There was more belief about us, I thought. And particularly, you know, 10, 15 minutes into the game, Norwich had had a fair bit of control, but hadn't yeah. really managed to do anything with it. And I think the Millwall players started to realise that if they believe in themselves and, and, and battle a bit, they, they could dominate this game. And, and then they started creating chances of their own and it went from there. Um, yeah, brilliant game. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I make you right. The, the what was really pleasing was it was controlled physicality. I mean, we we pushed them, and they they actually snapped in the heat of the den in the end with their um, you know over overreactions and and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, we'll come on to that later, but um, that was very much what I I think of as old school Millwall because you know they're an expensively assembled side. Ben, I was just looking at. Um, Josh Sargent, who came into the game late yesterday, he did damage to us up there at Norwich. But uh, he's nearly a ten million pound player. You know they've got others in in their side. They've assembled an expensive side there, but we really made them look. Um, you know we nullified them, and I think that's a real tribute to the squad, the team that took the field, but also Joe Edwards because it's been a difficult start for him, and that must be feel like a. You talk about a black cloud. I think that black cloud is called the Gary Rowley yeah. cloud. It was lifted from the den last night, wasn't it? Dispersed. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, you, you mentioned Sheffield United. I, that's the only one you can sort of compare. I, I don't remember seeing a performance yeah. like that under Rowett. Um, well, he called that Millwall chaos that day, so he didn't like yeah, it. So yeah. um, we didn't see much of it after that. I think what's refreshing about last night is that that was Millwall chaos for Gary Rowett. There was a good Millwall performance that day. But you kind of had a sense you weren't going to see it again because he didn't believe in it. But I do get a sense that Joe Edwards sees the, the value, without going too far, of the den and bringing the crowd into play because he, he mentioned it in his his post match um, post match interviews. He wears his heart on his sleeve, Ben. He, you can tell he's a happy man, and I, I I like that in a manager. He looks like he enjoyed himself last night. Yeah, he, he's he's committed to the the passion of the game as well as yeah. Of- the tactics and the, the the sort of the logic, um, yeah, you, you're right. He does have an emotional side to him, and and as long as he doesn't sort of make too many key decisions based purely off emotion, then that that can that can help him along the way. And and um, yeah, he he can he can use it as an asset, I think, particularly at a ground like the Den. I thought his substitutions made sense. I mean, sometimes I think there's been one or two words on online about his substitutions, but. He's very much rotating a pattern now. You kind of get a sense of why people are coming out. What, what the you know apparently um, Wes Harding had a knock last night, um, so they're resting him because it is a very condensed um, period of football. But you do get a sense that the changes are making sense now. I don't know if that's um, going too far with it, but 
last night's win will do Joe Edwards' reputation a, a power of good at the den. Because I think there were one or two question marks starting to appear over the den, like that black cloud we were talking about. Yeah, it it um, clicked for me last night. He he is rotational manager. Um, so the, the there was sort of there's been a lot of talk, particularly around Ian Fleming, isn't there? And he yeah. sort of gets dropped for one game, and th- there was a. You know, most people were looking at it going, oh, he's been dropped because of his form. And I think that's that doesn't seem to be what it is. I think he's using what is a small, quite injury-prone squad. And I think he's going to try and make the best of them by giving them a bit of a rest here and there and um, dropping them to the bench and putting other players in. And players like Watmore and Fleming, for example, are, are being rotated. Um, and yeah. and th- that that does make sense with a squad like ours we've had so many injuries and it's because we've got quite a small squad. I think he's trying something different to get some longevity out of it, which is quite. Yeah. I mean, there's a few players that, I mean, you've mentioned the, the names there, Fleming, um, but also what more, but they, they seem to be 60 minute players now, don't they? You know, you give them 60 minutes and there's probably the batteries are starting to get down to the red zone, bring them out. And I think that's, that's good management. I like that. It's certainly making the most of what we've got. We're not going to have a squad that can, um, you know, go any further than that, possibly. I want to mention the defence last night, Ben. I thought the defence, which I've been a bit critical of, I thought they looked a bit fragile in previous games, but not last night. I thought they, they were rocks against the decent Norwich side. I mean, I know it's um, it's easy in the aftermath to look at yourselves, but they're not a bad side. They had some early chances, but we stood really, really strong. That's Cooper, Hutch, Ryan Ned and Murray Wallace. I think they all produced massive performances last night. Yeah, Um Back to their best for me, I thought. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's been said before, Cooper plays as well as the sort of the player next to him. And yes, he does. With yeah. Hutch, I th- there was a confidence about Hutchinson last night that he had control of this game, and yeah. and it just brought a calmness to that back line, and a sort of they were they were solid, and um, and Cooper sort of locked into that and and produced a performance as well. Uh, the the one you missed out as well. I know he's a bit more attacking. Is Brook Norton Cuffey? Yeah, well, I'm going to come on to him. Yeah. So he's a, he's a, he's a master of his craft. Yeah, I think he's a real talent. They all say don't fall in love with a lone player, and my heart's gone there. What I think is just enjoy him while we while you can because it is yeah. unbelievable it, it, the performances he's putting in, and he is only young, so he does have a bit of a mistake in him, and he he does have a, a wrong decision every now and again, but. Uh, he's fantastic, isn't he? Wonderful, wonderful player. I think you're right. He's going to be a holiday romance, listeners, I'm afraid. You're going to have to say goodbye to him at the airport at the end of the season. Because um, I can't see Arsenal... I can see Arsenal making use of him. He's developing... And last night's experience of players like um, Norton Cuffey, but also our own, you know, Idamai Marku and, and um, the whole side, to be honest, I mean, including Fleming. Last night, that was the full den experience. And that's got to be, if you're in football, I mean, I, I know some footballers treat it like a job, Ben, and they, they say, you know, you leave it behind. But if I was a footballer, that's what I would want. That would be the narcotic for me because that's what you, you must crave that. That's the theatre, isn't it? That's that's the big time. What an experience for a player like Brook Milton Cuffey. I know he's played at a higher higher level, but um, that's that's that was raw last night. The, 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 the physicality, obviously, we didn't... Uh, a goal up. Let's do deal with a goal because that was a wonderful move out of defence and a really, really sweeping, fast-paced move. That's I'm guessing is the front foot football that Joe Edwards has been talking about. We haven't really seen so far, but we did see it in that move there. It was a brilliant goal. Yeah, uh, three things to that goal that in that counter attack, Imaku had brilliant control of the ball and ran a fair distance himself. And in the past, you've seen him come into those situations and and not wait, and he's just then tried to have a shot or or yeah. and or ultimately lose the ball. And you yeah. can see sort of learning a lesson there, and, and he he waited and waited and waited for uh, Norton Cuffey, who has Brooke Norton absolutely Cuffey. Yeah. Yeah. bolted down the, the the wing to try and catch up with Amaku and do the overlap and it, the. If you get a chance to watch it back, watch the sprint from Norton Cuffey. He's pretty much done the whole length of the pitch just to try and get that overlap in. Um, yeah. Marky's played it perfectly. And then it's a, a really, really clever cross. And yeah. Bradshaw is in exactly the right place. And it's sort of 
not quite back post, but it's that sort of same that classic Bradshaw move, the slide in behind the keeper and in the six yard box, yeah, poaching so goal, you know. And it's it's yeah. such a well worked goal, and it's a, a increasingly a Millwall goal because we've we've seen that. I mean, that was kind of both goals for QPR, wasn't it? it was back post and. Yeah, yeah really, really moves, moves from the back. It was kind of football, the, the move. I've watched it back this morning. I think in real time, I hadn't appreciated what you've just said there, that overlapping run by Brooke Norton Cuffey. That's Olympic sprinting <laughs> level stuff, listeners. I mean, it's practically a 100-yard sprint he's made there to to make a, a, a crucial cross. It was well-placed. And then, as as we've said, finished nicely by um, by, by Tom Bradshaw, a player that's... Um, what a servant he's been for us, really, Tom Bradshaw. I'm, I'm reading online that... His contract may be up at the end of the season. Who knows where he might go from there. Um, but what a servant he's been for us. He does not stop running. He's like the, the ever-ready, was it the Duracell battery? Not ever-ready, but didn't ever stop. Um, wonderful player. Wonderful finish, actually, from a really flowing move. And Well, more of that. We, we did actually miss a couple of chances. There was a, a chance at the end of the first half where I thought Fleming possibly could have done better. We had a, a, a kind of an open shot on goal. Goalkeeper batted it away, so whether that's a good save, Ben, or you know, Fleming should have done better, I don't know, but I would have expected him to put that one away. I thought it was a good save because, yeah, I thought their goalkeeper did well in fairness. That's a pretty much a volley. The amount of times you see that fly nearly out the ground, you know, he got yeah. it on target, and I, I don't think you can ask much more of him for, for me. No, and a good save later, actually. I think he made a good save off of Longman. That was late in the game. It was a shot on target, which he did well to get over for. And while we're on the subject of goalkeeping, we're praising the Norwich keeper. Uh, let's praise Marty Asarkic because he's looking increasingly solid. Solid defence, solid goal-looking goalkeeper. Yeah. Increasingly, game by game, he's coming into his own. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to I'm starting to see why we've signed him. I was a doubter. Yeah, a couple, my hand couple of really good saves from him and, and sort of, just controlled moments, kept kept that bat line calm as well. Um, he's quite vocal, yeah. I've, I've noticed. I wish he could kick a ball, though. He does. He, he can't kick. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> well, it was funny. His, his distribution, the his distribution skills too early in the morning for me, listeners. That's what he was supposed to be signed for. But I, I do agree. He's, he looks calm. He takes the ball well. Um, a couple of crosses came in where you're starting to... Uh, you know, hold on to your, your your lucky heather in your pocket or whatever you carry to for the good luck at the, at the game business. But he came out and claimed them quite well. So he does show a bit of command, which I think is also reassuring for a, a defence that has looked fragile at times. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the game probably turned for me, Ben. don't know if you agree on that kind of, um, the, the, should we call it a brawl? I don't think it was quite a brawl. It was certainly a, a touch of handbags, wasn't it, really, between... Ashley Barnes and, and uh, Jay Cooper. The, the 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 spark actually came earlier on. There was a moment where the referee pulled play up, but there'd been a bit of a uh, to and fro between Jake and, and Barnes in their box. And I think Barnes nursed a grudge, which he took down the other end of the pitch in that WrestleMania moment. I think WrestleMania, someone called it online. I like that. I'm going to nick it. Yeah, this, this um, was amazing. That's where the game turned. This was amazing. I've not seen this sort of thing for a while. This I mean, he totally lost his head. Um, lost the plot. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. It, it did, you're right, it did come from that. Cooper was put on him, and I'm guessing Cooper's job was just to wind him up the whole game because yeah. that's what he was doing. <laughs> did that well, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> and much in that, that Cooper way, there was a ball coming in. It was in our own box. Uh, sorry, in, in their box, we, we were we were um, attacking, and the ball came in, and he's... Cooper's gone for it, and you know how he jumps up and just goes completely over a player. He yeah, did yeah. that to to Barnes, and and he was on the floor, and and then he he spent about two or three minutes complaining to the referee, I think trying to get Cooper booked, basically. Um, yeah, and and to be honest, that's the point where the, the referee starts to lose control anyway. He lost the plot. Yeah, yeah, totally. Barnes is just relentlessly shouting at him and. The ref didn't do yeah. anything, so there was yeah. a, a sort of a growing sort of feeling of you could do whatever you like to this referee. He he's got no control of this game, and then that's yeah, yeah. not helped up the other end. Where I mean, it's right in front of him. The the ref can see this happening. He's pulled him to the ground. You know, he's, he's proper going for him. It's it's the most oh, yeah, great yeah. red card I've I've seen down there. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I think the referee's completely bottled it. 
personally. The the den is a difficult place to referee, but that's probably the true test of a referee to go into the. Uh, it's not been a white hot atmosphere for a long time, and then maybe they think that it's it's you know the, the old days are past. But it certainly came back with vengeance last night because the atmosphere went up to eleven, especially when um, Savile and Honeyman started to carry on the uh, the debate with with Barnes in midfield. He did a kind of a dual. I don't know what that's called in wrestling. I don't really follow yeah. wrestling. Then you, I, I don't know if you're a fan of the of the WCW or whatever it's called, but it's like a double karate chop yeah. to their necks. He does that, and they again, you know, that's a red card. But the referee had completely lost it by then. Well, but great wind-ups, great wind-ups. The thing I thought I was, was brilliant about that, I mean, they they like pincer moved him. They they could see, <laughs> <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing. Um, and the thing I thought was funny about that is, yeah, he did do the, the double move. And the double hit, purely yeah. because of the two players that were doing it, it hit Savile in the chest and Honeyman in the face cause, just because of the height difference. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I mean, I don't know, maybe the referee didn't see it, fair enough, but there's there's three other orange-wearing melons out there that uh, are they yeah, not yeah, watching yeah, him. Yeah. What are they doing? I don't know. What's the point? I think they lose the plot. Well, there is, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very good question in its own right, which I don't have an answer to. But um, I, I, my own view, for what it's worth, and it's not an answer really, but it's like they just lose, they lose their heads mm. in the in the, the mill chaos. It's for a good old Gary Rowitz um, catchphrase because that's what it turned into. Um, which, from our point of view, it's, you know, everyone that follows the Lions and listens to this show, we all know what that means. It's it's high drama, and that's why we want to go to Mill. That's what we want to see. It was just wonderful to see it back yeah. because that's where we thrive, and that's where 9.5 Euro, million euro players become Beckton Park level suddenly. You know, they they, 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 they lose the lose control. That's that's what it's all about. It was electric night. Um, what I really liked, I mean, obviously, it was the sending off. Let's touch on that, Savile sending off. I, I thought he had a, 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 gave a straight yet red for that, Ben. I thought that was a, a, a double yellow in, in real time. I, I don't know why I thought mm. that Savile was on a yellow and um, that was a second yellow because that would have made sense. But as a straight red, that was well over the top as a decision. I mean, yeah. it was it was a cynical foul. I think Joe Edwards called it cynical and I, I've got to agree with that. Um, so it was a yellow, but there was no way that was a red card. It was a dangerous tackle. It was just he took his man as he was making a run forward. Well, I mean, I'm looking at that and I do. So I think it all stems back to that first instant. He's the referee's totally lost control of this game. Uh, you know, yeah. and if, for the for the club, I mean, they they should be putting in some kind of complaint or something because Hopefully. it was so yeah. bad. Like, yeah. You know, we've seen yeah. some shit down there, Nick, and yeah. we've complained about referees before. But this is this is just completely. This is the next level, mate. This is the next yeah. level, and yeah. and he's. I think. If you look at it from there, he he goes very card happy. There was about five yellow cards on both sides, yeah, and a lot of them yeah. were after that instant. It was just yellow he cards. just wanted it to calm down. And he, and I, think he, <laughs> I think he realised he completely lost control and needed to try and get control again. And yeah. so then that tackles happened, and it is rash. It like it, the players running towards goal, I guess, but he's not actually crossed the halfway line. So if that's coming up to the box, then it is a straight red because it's a goal-scoring opportunity. It's yes, not a goal but it wasn't. It was inside of, in the centre circle. Yeah, Nobody it's not studs up or anything like that. It, it's a cynical no, no. tackle. It's a, it's a, for me, it's, it's a one for tackle. the team. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I hope absolutely. the club appeal it and I hope they, they, you know, send some kind of thing saying, can, you know, the PGMOL or whoever should be watching that game and, and, Having a word with the referee because it should be watching that referee. Shouldn't be. I, I don't mean I'd let him lose some of my local goals yeah. five aside things. So I let alone um, an electric night at the den. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a wonderful. I mean, we did well to see it out as well, Ben. Um, that was the other thing I've noted here that we're a slender one goal ahead. We we've had a good few chances to to add to it, but unfortunately, not either been prevented by good goalkeeping or just not quite you know good finishing. But. Um, Many's the game that we've seen in recent times, and someone put a list on of all the late goals we've conceded, where that gets away from us in the endless amounts of added time. But we did really well to see it through last night. That was another point I thought just wanted to make because yeah, that was strong. I thought really strong. Yeah, I was nervous about that free kick, weren't you? Right at the end. Yes, <laughs> it took a deflection. Off. It was actually further wide because where I sit, it was hard to to see how wide it was. But I, the fact it went wide was all I was settling for. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I was I was nervous. I was nervous. Um, 
and there was a seemed to be more end, there's added time on added time at the end as well whilst the referee allowed it to try and play out to hopefully for him get a, a draw and everyone can call it quits but uh, no what a, what a performance um wonderful night best joe edwards showing really since he he's come to the to the club and that must be a weight relieved as we said at the start of our conversation he looked he looked so happy in his post-match interviews. Yeah. I recommend anyone's not seen it, have a look. There's one on um, BBC London where you, you can get that for nothing and you don't have to pay for Mill TV, but he does look like he really enjoyed it last night. Um, and as we said at the start, Ben, he sees the value of the den. That's 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 music to our ears, isn't it? Yeah, and all the time I think he's learning lessons about the, the, the club and about the players. And I think the last two games, he's managed to get a result and he's brought the crowd... In you know yeah. the second half of QPR, he, he got the crowd involved. He did, you know, yeah, the, and the players as well. You know, give them complete credit for it. Um, and this game was, I thought, was perfectly managed, perfectly set up. The the way the players fed off the crowd, and I think you learn more about the players as well. You know, the ones yeah. can handle the the you know the the den at its best. The den. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we've not seen that kind of atmosphere. You know, for a long time, but probably in 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 any sense, that first half of that dreaded Blackburn game was was probably the last time the Den was like that. Yeah, and the players. Yeah, I mean, it, feel, it feels like a long while, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah you're right. But last Blackburn, night the players yeah. fed off it rather than crumbled, and I think that's yeah. the the sort of players you need, and that's the sort of squad mentality we need. It's it's strange you you mentioned that because I was thinking earlier on about the. The Blackburn game and how um, the atmosphere that in that first half they're overwhelmed and the situation overwhelmed the players. And I do wonder whether it was because they know their manager sat on the bench doesn't believe in this kind of mm. situation in some twisted way. I mean, how a manager can not believe in it, I don't know. But um, Rowett had his own set of um, footballing beliefs. They they took us a distance. They, I mean, I think I think it's easy to turn him into like the, the dark villain of the night now but I mean we were finishing consistently in or near the playoff zone under Gary Rabb but we didn't seem to have that extra bit that took us into the big time mm. Ben um, very very early days with Joe Edwards but he does seem to love the big occasion and you do get a sense that um, you know two wins now on the spin I think it's unbeaten in four now um, if we can get a bit of a run together then Joe Edwards will relish the situation like that rather than be wary of it like you, you think Gary Rowett might have been. I don't know if I'm over, overplaying it in his early days, I know. But, um, you know, leaving the den last night, I could, as I walked across the Sealwood estate listeners going back towards Canada Water, I could hear a monk chant off in the in the distance. And it's been a long while, Ben Anthony, since I can remember anything like people chanting in the street after a game. Yeah. And that's that's a tribute to Joe Edwards and the team last night, I think. Yeah, the, the cloud has lifted and everyone's loud and proud again, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Man of the match, I went for George Honeyman, but I think you really could have chosen anyone you like from that team. I went for Honeyman because I just like, he's, he looks so much more effective in the middle of the park alongside Savile. They were two horrible little midfielders snapping everyone. And I love that. That's, that's, Partly what brought the den into play last night. I went for honey, the honey monster in the end, but um, you could. I won't fight anyone that chose somebody else. Yeah, I I agree. I I didn't have any problem with with the very bizarre in stadium announcement. That's that's. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I thought it was a substitution. I thought they'd yeah. taken him out. I thought, well, well, he's still on the pitch because yeah. I didn't catch that it was man of the match. But um, I suppose that's all part of the um, the transatlanticism of the, the way that football goes generally when we're going. It doesn't sit right with me. But mm. um, oh, and another point I just wanted to make, another sellout crowd last night. I, I mean, I know that there's probably um, a lot of people saying there are empty seats. There were empty seats around me in, in the group on stand, but there was not, weren't many of them. It was a sellout. All tickets available were sold. That's a fantastic achievement. I've never known anything like yeah. that ever. You know, I've been going fifty years. I've never known it. You was in the, one or two occasions. You was in the Groupon stand, and I was in the TripAdvisor stand. It was, <laughs> it was like a tourist attraction, and it, it was amazing that the array of European languages surrounding me last night, Nick. It, it was, um, it was quite amusing, and I thought, you know, if you want an advert for bringing tourists to the den, that's the that's the one, isn't it? That 
some of them were bewildered well, yeah. by what they were seeing in the the atmosphere. There was <laughs> there was two Germans <laughs> sat behind me that um, I don't know what they were saying because I don't know, I don't speak German, but they were no. the just the tone of voice when all the, the absolute bedlam was going off with and the crowd were, were <laughs> raging and they the way they were talking it was like they'd never seen anything like it and um well no i mean the atmosphere of german football from what i've said i've never been to a german bundesliga or bundesliga two game or anything like that i mean it always looks pretty good when you see it on tv but it what i do think it's like italian football maybe and some of the other big uh spanish football players but it looks a little bit more organized and kind of communal what you don't get is this kind of dysfunctional rage of everyone all at once. It's like it's like you. Know, it always reminds me of um, when you see Hogarth's images of Bedlam, you know, where, where the, the people go and look at the, the look at the spectacle. You know, it, it must have been something like that because I think that's that's what strikes me. And yeah. there isn't this kind of one bloke with a microphone, a, a loudspeaker at the front, bellowing out what the chant yeah, is. Yeah. It's a collective dysfunctional rage, yeah. which I think is magnificent. Well, we don't do ultras, do we? That's not our thing. So we just have bedlam. <laughs> there was a chap in front of me. Where, I mean, I call it the Groupon stand. Um, I think he was. He looked Central European of some sort. I, I don't know what. I couldn't quite detect the language. And it's one of the. Uh, it wasn't Polish, but it was something. One of those. One of the family of languages. And he was there with his girlfriend. She was um, she was actually distracted from her mobile phone. He was a football fan, clearly, because he was loving it. Especially the the Norwich City, you, you can't drive a, drive a tractor song, you know, and I'm a, I'm a wanker type of punchline, which he thought was brilliant. And even she looked up when that she was asking what they were saying and what what they meant, you know, the kind of nuances of this particular song. <laughs> Explain that. in check. I yeah. don't know, but there we are. <laughs> but the other one, there's. There's a group of about four, four or five. I think they were Dutch um, yeah. fellas who were sat a couple of rows in front of me, and I think someone needs to do a bit of a health check on them because I think they decided to try every pie that was available. They honestly, <laughs> they bought. They, they, I think they all had a. Like, no, that's not advisable. That's got to go, you've got to go on TripAdvisor <laughs> and say that. They all had fabulous football when you but don't buy their pies. They, genuinely, know. they all, I think they all had a sausage roll at, at, before the game, and then they went off and they all bought two or three pies each. You know, the steak and the the bolty or whatever, and they come back and they were sat there and I've never they had a mound of pastry. I think they were about sixty percent pastry and. It was unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, the state of the pies down there, I think they probably need to do a health check on them, boys. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I feel part of this debate online myself. I mean, I, I you know, I'm, I'm cold blow lane enough, Ben, to remember when there was 2,000 diehards yeah. in the ground. This That was not brilliant. Believe me, listeners, don't buy the idea that every atmosphere at cold blow lane was a white-hot cauldron. It certainly wasn't. There were, there were occasions where it was. Um, so I, equally, it's it's kind of weird to be sat. I mean, a lady near me. I'm mean, no problem, but she wants to, she was playing whatever the game was on her phone for a lot of the time. So I think you have to kind of get used to it. It's a struggle. I must admit, I will put my hand up to struggling with it, really, because you're used to me all being a certain thing. But by far the most predominant um, fan in the stadium last night was just um, bewitched by the atmosphere. So that's got to be a good thing. I think on balance, in a cold light of day, it's a good thing. Yeah. Certainly as income, income-wise is a good the thing. The money's Because as you say, they spend. Yeah. They're, they're starved. The club shop was open after the game. Yeah. People queuing up to get in there. And they're all buying shirts and whatever. Yeah, it's it's making the club good money. And it, uh, it needs to... That's the only way we're going to be sustainable is if we're getting that kind of yeah. crowd. So um, I've got no problem with it whatsoever. I think, you know, and it is quite amusing at times. Um, it does have its funny yeah, sides. Yeah. Poor stewards um, are, are working hard because the amount of beers coming into the stand as well. Is... <laughs> <laughs> beers and, and vapes and yeah. God knows what else is going on around. Like but anyway, no, beer festival up there now. It's, it's I don't so care funny. about all that. Good, good luck to have a drink, boys. You know, don't care. Um, great night. Um, on to Bristol City, who are eighth place. So that's another difficult game on, on New Year's Day. That's always a, a dry, cold um, situation. I, I'm, I don't know if, uh, what kind of um, travelling support will go down. I, I can't make that one on, on um, New Year's Day. No. Um, but they're in eighth position. It's a condensed pack 
above us. Shall we start talking about looking upwards, Ben? We, we, we've now got a uh, an eight-point cushion between us and Queen's Park Rangers and plenty of clubs between us. I'm going to start talking about looking upwards. We're 10 points off the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had a go at me a couple of weeks ago for saying we were nine points off the playoffs. <laughs> Listen, I can't beat you. I'm going to join yeah. you. We're ten points off the playoffs, mate. That's the sort. That's not far off the sort of gap we'd have had, you know, a year ago, the year before. No, under Rarit, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, uh, you know, we've we've got to put a run together. That's that's the thing. We've got to continue to improve. Yeah, We're not the finished yeah. product yet. We need to improve, and we still need a no. bit of reinforcement in January. But th- there's potential now, and th- there's there's an opportunity. So. This could be the turning point, but it's up to them now. The, the players have got to do it. The green shoots of recovery. Yeah. There's a phrase for you, dear listeners. We, we, we'll, we'll finish on the green shoots of recovery. I want to say a big thank you to Ben Ancy joining me on this uh, was it Saturday morning. Strange doing this on a Saturday morning, but uh, good to talk to you, Ben. Thank you for joining us. Uh, pleasure. I was looking at this. There's, um, there's a word. You know this whole bizarre week between Christmas and New Year where no one knows what day it is. Yeah. There's a word for it. It's called the Merineum. So the Merineum. So we're, we're stuck in the Merineum. <laughs> there you go. You can have that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Merineum. Happy Merineum. Happy Merineum to Ben Anthony. Happy Merineum to every single listener. Um, this is the last show of 2023. There will be um, a voicemail show. I'm going to do that later. Might be tomorrow, listeners. Depends on the schedule. But I'm going to try and get this out ASAP. Um, but happy Merry Neum to everybody and um, big thank you to, to Ben for joining the show. Thank you, mate. Pleasure, mate. Achtung, Mailball. And finally, dear listeners, I just wanted to send my personal best wishes to that Mill podcast, Joe Zamba, who I understand is uh, having some hospital treatment. And I just wanted to send my own personal, and I'm sure the collective best wishes of all the listeners from all the various podcasts, video channels and and the support more widely to Joe um, to get well soon. So I just wanted to put this on the end of today's show. Get well soon, Joe. Let's get you back down the den very, very soon, mate. All the best. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. We'll be back with part two of this weekend's uh, reaction to that wonderful win at home to Norwich. That'll be tomorrow, though, part two of the show. And then we'll be back after the Bristol game on uh, New Year's Day, on Monday. So until then, thank you for listening. Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.